Folks, welcome in to the Crowdices podcast presented by Trainwreck Sports. Wake here, your friend Jake, Micah, and your friendly neighborhood, Meerkat, here to recap Bills versus Indy, to talk about, of course, Bills versus Denver this weekend, a potential, I don't know, AFC championship preview. Who the hell knows? But one thing I do know, guys, is we have a new sponsor alert here on the Crowd Assist podcast. It's more than just Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Of course, my little party I'm having Labor Day weekend, going to stock up with them. It is the place to stock up, whether it's wine, spirits, anything else. But we're looking forward to the season. We're looking forward to getting together with other Fans of Buffalo up there in the top right corner, you see their logo. We should have, yeah, I could have had a little something a little better for a sponsorship debut, but you know what? We're all pointing at it. I pointed the wrong way. That's okay, though. I had to think uh, about it first before I pointed. I'm like, yeah, oh, no, he's I, over there. I did it wrong. I went that way. I would have done it. Yeah, I still no, can't even so, get it. Like, I'm just going to do this and there. just look whichever Boom. way you got to, you know? Boom. Boom. There we go. Fans of Buffalo is the best way to get any Bills road game, whether alone or with a group. Book your entire trip from flights to hotels to parties to the game. Just any missing piece that you have for a Bills getaway weekend, Fans of Buffalo totally has you covered. So check out fansofbuffalo.com. They're going to be riding with us the entire 2022-2023 season. So very excited to have Mm -hmm. them. And we're very excited about a lot of the young guys on this football team right now. I mean, I think... Before we we go, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Before we start, we have to officially start this. Please. Broncos country. Let's ride. Ride. Let's ride. Ride. We just had to Let's do, we had to do that once. Shout out fans of Buffalo too. I always have friends that will like text me and be like from out of town and stuff. And they'll be like, oh, like how do I get an authentic Buffalo experience or something? And like, I never really know how to answer. I'm like, oh, you can go here maybe. You know, I'm like, yeah, I just right? tell them like the normal things. But like fans of Buffalo, hit them up. Now show sponsor, they got you covered. Definitely have you covered. And speaking of having people covered, Kyer Elam and Christian Benford, like they had everyone. What a covered. transition! He's what a, he's a transition! A master, ladies and gentlemen, beautiful. God damn it! No, I'm God. I learned from Maniac. <laughs> I learned from the best of them, you know. <laughs> but you know, if we're gonna look back at Indy here. You know, Kyer Elam getting pissed off after letting up a two-yard completion on third and six. Like, if that's not the mentality that you want this defense to have, and the, the mentality we've come to expect from a Leslie Frazier defense. He is fitting right in. And Christian Benford, sixth rounder out of Villanova. We spent a lot of last show talking about him. We talked about him on Saturday with Robin Mundy of Buffalo fan base too. Um, it's it's interesting and it's intriguing because I was listening to Locked On Bills guys. And Joe Marino does a great job over there and at the Draft Network. Very lucky to have him in the Bills media sphere. Um, but he pointed out something kind of interesting. And that's that the cornerback playing on the side that presumably would be opposite Dane Jackson was not Kyer Elam. And it was actually Christian Benford. And I'm looking at the Bills depth chart, the official depth chart on their website right now. And who's the cornerback behind Tredavious White? It's Christian Benford. So I feel like maybe we're hearing the starters are going to play. That means Dane Jackson's going to be back in the lineup. Could we see Christian Benford out there with the first team defense in the first quarter? I think we might. Yeah. I mean, you you got to give him that shot now, not week one. True. Don't let him don't let him play against second, third teamers all preseason. Then be like, oh, let's let's roll the dice if Elam, you know, they don't think is ready to step into that role just yet. 
and but Elam looked good. And yeah. I think this is a good week for it because you're you're gonna go up against some decent competition with the Broncos. Um the guy I know they're sitting a lot of their guys, they're they should be weary with their wide receiver room. The past few years they've been plagued with bad injuries. There's a fly in my room. Okay. Don't love oh, that. My no, my girlfriend got one. Lauren got one earlier with the fly swatter. I was so what? proud of her. It was incredible. Wow, yeah. did I get in? Okay. Such a dick. Such a this dick. Is gonna, this is like the Breaking Bad episode now. I'm going to the whole <laughs> I've episode. never I'm seen dialed Breaking in. Bad. I haven't watched Breaking Bad. I All right, we got end broadcast. Watch a few episodes, then we'll come back in. I almost fell asleep <laughs> every time I tried to watch it. You gotta. The first episode is very hard to watch. It's it's yeah. very slow to start. I Most annoying wife in the history of television, too. And yeah. I only saw she, like three she episodes. She stays pretty bad. It's, I've heard it's, the rumor. That's, that's the worst. That's the worst <laughs> part of the show. Uh, but you got to get Brentford his shot either like this week or next week with the first teamers because he's flashing and there are so many question marks at their cornerback position. Who is going to step up as that second boundary corner? We want it to be Elon, but if it's Brentford, that's okay because Elon's looked okay and we. He's a guy that we knew kind of needed to develop it, and we'll take a surprise if Brentford can deliver. But, you know, I don't want to make crash decisions on the guy, but he, he looked great. What you just said, like, I'll take a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I'm at with it at this point, mm-hmm. because if the kid's showing more in camp, like they, like you said, week one is, it's not, it's not like they're just walking into like an easy game at all. They're fight, playing the Super Bowl defending champs with a wide receiver room that is loaded. Like it's going to be, it would be a tough test for even the best secondary in the league, what they're walking into. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're three percent more confident that Benford can do a better job on Allen Robinson or Cooper Cup than Elam is then I don't see, I don't care, at least in my mind, I don't think they would care what round these guys are going to be picked in or anything else either, or expectation-wise. It is very interesting that he's right behind Trey on that on the depth chart. That's a very in- intriguing placement because you would think mm-hmm. too then, because the ideal way, like there's, the way you could look at it is for week one, it's like Dane Jackson and Elam maybe switching out and Benford's getting more time or whatever else, or that Elam Elam is always just being like positioned across from white anyways. So that's why he's sitting over there. But I don't know. It's just Benford. Benford has just, it seems like he's been more insistent and we're just giving the, we're, we're only not saying that because Elam was the first round pick and no one wants to be like, Oh man, the sixth round pick he's out playing the first round pick. Cause that's a bad narrative. That's in, in theory, it's a negative when coming out of the camp narrative, everything else. But Mm. in this case, I really think it's, like one of the biggest developments as a as a positive for this team if he's an actual player because i've been so worried about the cornerback depth going into this year so if they got two <laughs> they got two <laughs> quality starter worthy cornerbacks out of this draft i mean it's a fucking coup so i'm hoping mm-hmm. optimistically that's what it's going to be and if that's what benford is just a star or a stud that was a diamond in the rough then man then get credit mm-hmm. to brandon bean again i yep. guess yeah. jesus christ no, they do what it seems like the Steelers have done with wide receiver, but at cornerback. And it's get these guys past round one, past round three sometimes, whether it's Saran Neal, Taron Johnson, Dane Jackson, Damar Hamlin, and now added to the list, Christian Benford, another unspoken guy. No one was really looking at him in the draft. I mean, like Meerkat and I, and I know you as Micah as well, like we, we go further into the draft than probably most people should, right? Like we get attached to these day three dudes that we'll probably Mm -hmm. never remember. And Christian Benford wasn't even one of those guys this year. And, and it's just, it's far from shocking 
to see this happen. And and I think maybe there. I think Micah, that's a good point you made that maybe they have Kyer Elam on that side behind Dane Jackson because they see him possibly challenging for that side of the defense with Dane more so. Like they, this is a defense that plays sides. People don't often switch that up. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's I think that's a good point. I think I think if Christian Benford starts the season off as the CB two, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's a better cornerback than Kyer Elam. He just might be more adept to fill in in this particular situation. Should Dane, yeah. da- Dane Jackson go out, it could probably be Kyer Elam stepping in. So, And, um, and I think that ahead. plays the Elam strengths too. Like we've talked about him since the draft, like you were mentioning. He's a guy that wants to take chances, wants to be physical and do all those things. He's going to yeah. be able to freelance a little bit more when he has three all pros in the secondary rather than another rookie or Dane Jackson in any case. So yeah, I think that there, there might be something to once he has that protection from those guys, then they can kind of let him get free reign. But up until then, they might want to, you know, not not let him go all the way loose yet, <laughs> especially with these first couple games. Yeah, no, for sure. Meerkat, you know, we're, we're looking back at this Indianapolis game. Who stuck out to you? Who's someone that you think has more that they can build on coming this weekend against Denver? I yeah. don't want to just keep doing it. I really don't. <laughs> Like it's it, not I, I, I want to be more no. creative. I want to talk about other guys, but if he didn't go off, I wouldn't be talking about him right now. But we saw Isaiah Hodgins make the catch of the game at you know to help the Bills seal the deal with the comeback there. Just unreal. We saw the highlights all over Twitter, the release off the line, getting downfield. How far ahead that ball was thrown from him. The, I mean, it was thrown when he was like five yards off the line of scrimmage. So far yeah. ahead of him, he gets out, he gets it. I was harping on his catch radius. His athleticism with the ball is not incredible, but getting to the ball, he'll get to it. He'll get to it, and he showed up. He put up big numbers, and obviously to the other receiver, it was really nice seeing Khalil Shakir get a good game because I liked Khalil Shakir a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I took him a couple of my dynasties. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um but, and I thought maybe we'd see him make the team as like a six receiver or something and then be a special teams guy. Punt return, kick return like he did in college. Super yeah. athletic, quick. Um, but we're seeing him be have that chance to be that third receiver. I keep talking about it. We don't know who it's going to be yet. Uh, I, I'm not giving it to Isaiah Hodgins. I, but I think Khalil Shakir actually has a shot because that's what they would need with, you know, Diggs and Davis on the field. It seems mm-hmm. like McKenzie's, you know, people feel like he's locked into that position i don't and mm. Khalil shakir with a continuing to impress this preseason i think that could be his spot mm. the only reason i would argue mckenzie's locked into it is because he did sit in that first game but that's the only yeah. reason i really have did he earn it yeah. last year definitely but this is not the 2022 we're not replaying last year's season mm. we're playing yeah. a brand new season where we're looking for possibly someone new to step up of course, Khalil Shakir also did look good on those punt returns, the kickoff returns mm-hmm. and everything he did there. Of course, didn't always have, you know, the the, the flashy returns like Blackshear had, of course. But yeah. one, those are like fourth string special teamers he's going against. So, you know, talent's going to win out there every single time. Um, but two, like, you know, Shakir just held on to the ball. He didn't have a whole lot of room. So yeah. I think that, you know, I think... At first, at the beginning of the season, my impression is that Shakir is going to probably be the primary kick returner and punt returner and then kind of get in in those four receiver sets. If you go five wide, definitely. That's more Um, realistic. Yeah, more realistic. But one injury 
And he mm. is the guy that people are rushing to their waiver wires to get in fantasy leagues because they're like, he could be Josh Allen's new number three option. And the thing is with him too, he's showing how many different things he can do with the ball, how he can get yeah. to the ball, how he can catch the ball. He's not just, you know, taking a five, 10 yard slant and doing his thing with it, which you saw a lot of him do in college, but he was catching balls downfield along the boundary, making difficult catches uh, in different situations. So that's super, super promising to see out of him. I think him and Isaiah Hodgins are both going to make this roster. That's not just off of the first preseason game. I, I just love them both. Shakir more of a lock, but um, loved what we saw out of them. The receiving core, super, mm. super positive. And I shouted out before the game. I said I was excited to watch Jaquan Johnson get a ton of reps. Got a nice interception. Looked good yep. out there. Not like he's a you know a guy who's not going to make this roster. It wasn't you know pretty much a guarantee. A G word, an L word, lock. But if you will, if you will, and, and I will. Uh, yeah, it, it was and nice. To, it's nice to see your guys eat. You know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even Robin mentioned Quentin Morris, and he had that nice, like, 20-plus yard catch to to keep Mm -hmm. that last drive going or, you know, just keep the Bills in it at the end there. And speaking of keeping the Bills in it, I mean, where would we be if it weren't for the amazing holding of Matt Ariza? I mean, like, come on, the dude's doing everything we need him to do. Um, And myself, admittedly, I would have liked to see – a little more touch on that punt. It's not, you know, we know he has the giant leg. I'm not going to say I'm disappointed that he punted at 82 yards. I'll take that every single time. But if I'm going to come away from a game thinking, I want to learn something new about this guy, what else can he offer? You know, it's fun. That was like in Josh Allen's first preseason game when that first throw was like an 80-yard bomb that wasn't complete. Like, (laughs) all right, you know what? It didn't work out perfectly, but people are pretty damn excited about that now. Um, you know, there is the conversation that some people are having that maybe, you know, the, uh, the lack of hang time with Matt Ariza could be a concern, you know, NFL special teamers could adjust to that, just go back deeper and then have more room to return it. Micah, is that something concerning to you whatsoever? Because also lowest hang time in the NFL last year was Matt Hawk, apparently a stat brought to you by mm. the guys at lockdown bills in the same episode that mm. they pointed out that other thing. So, you know, it's not so like they he can't has a lot get of worse at hang time. They can't get worse. Okay. They can't get worse at hang time. So then yeah. I don't, I, I won't think about hang time mm-hmm. again. I saw a dude kick the ball 62 yards and actually it went 80, 62 yards net and actually it went 82 yards. I didn't yeah. need to see anything else. That's how mm. I felt. That could be, I mean, that's just such a weapon in a game that, they had no option with last year especially we saw what it looked like in weather situations with hawk like they didn't trust they really didn't want to trust him and i don't think any of us really trusted him at a certain point in those situations no No. and just being able to flip the field in a situation where your offense is is struggling or, or not moving the ball the way they should and what we think this defense is it's so important i mean it's 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 so important it's not sexy it's not going to be the exciting thing but if he can regularly kick the ball in a big situation like that if they're at their own 25 yard they go 50 yards 55 yards it's just an element that they haven't had an option for in mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. ever yeah. and it's just yeah. and it's already a team that like you're trying to get better on the margins this team is good everywhere right like they're a super bowl favorite where can you improve that's a that is a big margin that will be like that'll be different from last year's squad and last couple yeah. of years. 
For sure. And, and, you know, there is the one like punting account that put out like uh, if, if, a, if a punter t had a touchback every single punt, it would actually still be the best punter in the NFL, like statistically. <laughs> so like if that's what we're signing up for, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. no. Yeah. Twist yeah. my arm. Why don't you? Um, and what else the Bills are kind of signing up for? is a bit of a dilemma possibly at the QB2 position. Now, you can say what you want. Case Keenum didn't look fantastic. He was going up against actual starters, right? Mm -hmm. Matt Barkley came in, was going against second and third teamers, and then mounted a 14-point comeback, 17 points total, to allow the Bills to win that mm -hmm. game. So is there really a quarterback controversy here at QB2? Because I think what also you can attribute it all to is Barkley's been here before. He's been in an offense run by Brian Dable. Ken Dorsey was there. It's very much a similar offense. He knows what to expect and what he has to do here. Yeah, um, it's like he is kind of set. I think they're both just locked. I, I think we're going to keep three quarterbacks. I don't know. Really? Um, I, I think we might keep three quarterbacks. I, I yeah. don't love it as a guy who wants us to keep seven receivers and four running backs. <laughs> the yeah. Let's keep f six linemen. Dream the impossible um, dream, Meerkat. Six linemen, two tight ends. We're all good. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's weird. It's not a battle battle to me because I just – I don't know. I think they're both going to make it. Um, Keenum has more of an upside, can probably do more for you if yeah. needed because we've seen it before a ton more arm talent but barkley we love him we love Barkley, but, but we love him we love him <laughs> i can't argue with that no um yeah i do think i want to see case keenum if he gets it we're getting a bunch of starters playing this weekend and everything else looking forward i know probably won't be with stefan diggs but if he gets to play with you know gabe davis and isaiah mckenzie and at least a little bit maybe some of the starting running backs i would like to see that more but i think for me as much as anything it's just a reminder that case keenum is indeed a backup quarterback and he's not he's not gonna yes. be on when we want him to be on yeah. um so i think that's the like everybody is like yes he is a very like you said high upside backup quarterback and has had success obviously as a starter in the league at times but still a journeyman career backup guy like is not is going to have bad days even against you know not the best players and like you said they were playing playing the ones that's a great defense obviously in indianapolis yeah. so i'm not i'm not i'm not too worried i was really impressed with barkley though i don't care who it's against yeah. because he made some yeah. great throws just like great throws in general and you're right about the arm talent whatever but the placement mm -hmm. was there the commands like to take that situation seriously and they bring them back in a game where you know mm -hmm. some teams would just want to try to go home for the day and whatever else like that's impressive. So I came out and just happy that Barkley was uh, thrived in that situation. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think no, they want Keenum to win it though, because I, I think so. Oh, definitely, say, definitely. just like knock out whatever. Some Josh Allen goes down. They can trust Case Keenum to throw the ball thirty times, thirty-five times in a game. Um, yeah. I don't think they have that same trust in Barkley, even though he might, he's a safer pick. You know, I, these these are veterans. We know what they are at this point, but. Barkley's ceiling is a lot lower than Case Keenum's. Yes. Mm -hmm. Similar floors. Similar floors for sure. Yeah. Barkley's floor might be a little higher. You could imagine you could that. imagine a Keenum yeah. game where he goes off for like 280 and like three touchdowns, four and touchdowns. Pack, I don't know yeah. if I could do that with Barkley, but I could both mm -hmm. imagine them being like 
200 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns, like game management. Like they could do that stuff easily yeah. with this team. And yeah. they're loaded. I mean, it's really like it would just be taking the the risky stuff out. But even the safe stuff for the Bills might be better than most mm-hmm. bad teams in the league this year. So. Yeah. yeah, and and especially if they do start to draw up some more concepts that do get that yak going, which we were not that's very efficient in last year. Like, and I think Khalil Shakir is going to be a big part of that. You back to him. That's why I think you know Meerkat. To your point, I think he could have a bigger role on this offense that some people might be kind of expecting right now. Add in James Cook. I mean, these are, there are a lot of speedy guys out there, and and Devin Singletary too. He, he's great with the ball when he gets into the open space. The issue is getting him the ball in the open space sometimes through the air. Um, switching sides, though, to the defense a little bit, back to go back to the defensive front now for the first time tonight. Um, I mean, everyone was impressed with Tim Settle. I don't know. I don't, like, I'm, I'm so two used to up. two thumbs up, two thumbs up. Mike is I only saw one. one but I only saw okay. one. There we go. No, yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, but against one of the the best guard in the NFL, in, in Quentin Nelson, um, I'm used to defensive line signings not really working out here, right? Like Vernon Butler, that was a bad one. Um, you know, it, it, uh, who, who is the... I keep I forgetting the dude, but he was okay. The, the, other, the other English Pathways program guy. Um, oh, uh, I forget his name. F.A. Obata. That's F. the guy. Obata, yeah. he, 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 was, he was good for what he was, but like not super overwhelming or anything. Tim Settle feels like, and of course Von Miller too, but Tim Settle feels like the first like low-key defensive line signing that's actually going to make like an immediate impact here and yeah. really disrupt some shit up there and stop people from running the ball all over us for the first time since Sean McDermott got here, really. Yeah, I I was I mean what what more do you need to see in a rep than that right like just to see yeah. the the upside and everything. Uh, I'm so happy with what they did with the defensive line, obviously with Von Miller and everything else. But retooling, yeah. like you said, that retooling that interior defensive line, it's such a it's such a weird position. Like it's such a hard position to predict year to year at, with that at those interior defensive line positions because there's so much else that goes into your production and everything else. Um, and I just think the Bills just haven't like Ed Oliver maybe getting actually to play in position this year. Like who knows what that's even yeah. going to do for him, like playing mm-hmm. at his actual technique with yeah, next right. to Daquan Jones and Tim Settle. Like those little subtle things on the D-line, just the line in general, like makes such a difference. And I think that they made the right changes to it. And seeing a rep like that with Settle with a guy that has that, I mean, dude's just a force. Like he just looks like they, they just look more imposing out there. Yeah. And then you've got yeah. fucking Greg Rousseau's like I feel like he's still growing, like six eight, six nine, whatever <laughs> he is at this point. It's yeah. just it's 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 I'm that's the thing I'm most excited about going into the year is the revamping of this defensive line because if it's as good as it can be, I mean, it changes the dynamic of this defense that was already great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. seriously. Meerkat, anything else on the defensive line? Anyone maybe you think we haven't mentioned that deserves a shout from that indie game? Uh, I think we pretty much covered it all. I thought so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was fast. 20, 23 minutes, 24 minutes, and we got the entire thing there. Um, moving forward, though, uh, we do have, of course, uh, we're going to go around the NFL here. That's something that we want to start doing here on this program. And some of it's going to tie into the Bills, uh, whether that's in opponents that we have coming up whether that are teams that we plan on facing or people who have recently signed contracts. 
that uh, could impact someone uh, on the back end there. So uh, here is what we've seen so far this week in the NFL. It's the second to last day of Chiefs training camp, and the biggest news of the day was Chris Jones and McCole Hardman both left practice early. McCole Hardman went down hard in the end zone, attempting to make a catch, coming up very slow, later finding out he has a groin injury. The young guys, especially young receivers, we've got to be way more consistent. A lot of drops, a lot of bad route decisions, running the wrong route. We've got to be better in that area. A nice little reminder, DRS, that this wide receiver core at best is wildly unproven for a team that is a minus money favorite to win a division. He's telling me, he's like, where were you with the lift? I'm like, I'm waiting for Derwin. I'll be right down. I'm so happy. It's going to be it's gonna be a fun practice out there with you. And um, this is, this, everyone's going to be and I think it was going to be awesome for you to see I already seen it. Drew you know, blowing the ball, <laughs> dreaming, coming out of there. We seen it. And, and, and that, when we get on that field today, um, we're bringing it in. Yeah, we are. Good. Yeah, we are. Okay. So Derwin James going to be bringing the energy over to the Chargers, of course. Starting, though, with all that, Deshaun Watson, we know that he is getting... 11 game suspension, getting fined a menial amount of money for someone who's about to make 200 plus million dollars over the next five years. Um, you know, I tweeted earlier that, you know, the, 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 the Browns owner basically said something along the lines of everyone deserves a second chance and he should, you know, rehabilitate himself and all that stuff. But second chances and rehabilitation comes in prison, not on an NFL field where you're making millions of dollars. So, um, Meerkat, I know you had a very candid tweet about Deshaun Watson earlier, sharing the same sentiments as those Jags fans. Um, you shook your head as soon as I said it. So I assume you, like 90% of the NFL world, disappointed that it wasn't probably a full year. Yeah, I'll refrain from using some of the language I used earlier. Uh, but yeah, no, he's a sick fuck. Um, if even, you know, like, <laughs> it's what just it is. like. 11 games while he comes back for, you know, it's all so staged. I don't know. I, to come I back against it. the Texans, right? Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, I hate it. Um, you know, I, I he should be out at least the year, uh, which I think he shouldn't be in the league at all. And the fact, like, the NFL thinks it's okay because, oh, you know, they're doing it so that – the Browns can't do that thing where they pay him only a million dollars this year. And they're going to donate $7 million to like sexual abuse victims. So they're admitting this guy's a sexual abuser and mm -hmm. they're only donating $7 million, which I said is like $7 to a normal person uh, mm -hmm. to the NFL. It's just like, I, I hate it, man. I don't know. Yeah, and I was such a fan of Deshaun Watson as a player before. Like, I, yeah, I, right. He was, like, what, he was my favorite, not Buffalo Bill. And it's just yeah. like, Oh, yeah. If even 10% of the – 5%, even one of the claims against him is true, he shouldn't be playing. That's why it's still this. shocking. It's still shocking that we're at this point because of who – I mean, he, we were perceived that Deshaun Watson the person was before all this came about. Yeah. Um, it's it's sick. I've said – I think Mir, Mir and I think we talked about this in a podcast mm -hmm. earlier in the year too. 
um it's it's a it's despicable and it's despicable for a lot of reasons with the 11 games because that means that they had to like work in unison with this because on there's two sides to this right because if he got suspended the 12th game then he would then his money would go to next year and he would only get paid the one million dollar base or that one million base salary would go next year or whatever so they could basically game the system with the salary cap again next year so that's why it has to be 11 games so it's sickening on the browns part the way that they set this up knowing he'd be probably be suspended the whole second chance crap from the haslams and just those i don't even know these those people are like super villains at this rate um yeah. in general but that's another story for another day that's the brown mm -hmm. side of it the nfl then yeah the schedule makers and everything else had to know that in going in with these suspension talks that this machination was in the, the collective bargaining agreement that his, his that he would basically have to be suspended only 11 games otherwise the money would not transfer and put that texans games that they knew was there in that 12th game so that it would be this big ratings ploy that we're going to get and all this attention around this situation that shouldn't like we don't need to give it shouldn't be a football game attention it doesn't need to be wrestlemania match deshaun watson at the houston texans for this first game it's just going to be a sideshow that doesn't need to be involved so sick on the nfl's part sick on the browns part mm. yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah no it's it's not shocking it's everything that we kind of expected um you know the nfl is making a spectacle out of it in every single way and i feel like roger goodell really thought and i know i misspelled his name earlier uh i will acknowledge that here uh but he doesn't deserve to have his name spelled right so That's who the fair. fuck cares yeah um but you know it's roger goodell was like hey we'll get this independent you know attorney general to come in and do this to wipe my hands clean of it so i can come in and say no you know what that's not harsh enough come on i'm gonna be the good guy here i'm gonna be the mediator and you know i everybody saw through that immediately as soon as you know the six yeah. game suspension came through it's, yeah so now know, we know that and now we know that that process that it's just a bump in the road to whatever the nfl is gonna want <laughs> like exactly it's like the whole judge sue robinson era of this of this whole thing it didn't matter at all because this yeah. is what the nfl was gonna do in the first no matter what mm -hmm. the, the yep. judge sue robinson era did not last very long um and yeah it's it's what it is but you know he doesn't deserve any more time than we've already given him uh, or that the sports media world has given him in general uh so we'll move on to you know some relatively bad news for the chiefs uh miko hardman getting carted off at chiefs camp the other day of course chris jones uh we saw in that clip uh fell to injury as well but i'm more interested in this one here because i actually Chiefs fans might be upset about this. I think this is good for them, to be completely honest with you, um, because it's going – should he miss time, it's not good for – I'm never going to wish injury on anybody. Yeah. Never would do that in my life. Maybe Deshaun Watson, but, like, nobody else. Um, but this immediately – put sky more up the depth chart where that rookie belongs like he is yeah. like the new tyree kill over there and i know juju's great not great juju's good he's gonna be a good big slot receiver over there mvs he is what he is we saw that he wasn't really able to break out with aaron Rodgers. i know Mahomes is definitely better than rogers at least at this point in his career but you know i don't anticipate him being you know that incredible of a deep threat over there 
I really think it's going to end up being Sky Moore being the new Tyreek Hill, being the guy Mahomes can improvise to. Like, he's going to need someone that can be there to buy time for him because Mahomes is best when he improvises, when he ad-libs a little bit on the fly. And no one else on that offense gives him that opportunity. And I'm sure he was hoping, and maybe, you know, uh, Eric Bieniemy was hoping that Nicole Hardman could do that because he's fast. I really think Nicole Hardman stinks flat out and sky Moore now is going to get the opportunity that that guy deserves and i'm a little i'm more worried about the chiefs than i was before because of this injury i can't even lie to you like you said i never ever wish injury on a player but this is almost good for my like mental health because the past three years Michael hardman has been my like must grab fantasy receiver this is the same breaks out yeah. he has 1500 With yards you. 15 touchdowns and Finally, might be able to stray away from that. It's tough, and yeah, Sky Moore scares me. It, I just, I wish Justin Hunt, uh, Justin Ross was. Uh, oh yeah, if he was healthy, it's just another one less peg for him to climb on that depth chart. I just want to see him play football again so badly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not ne- never want to see that coming out of there. Um, hopefully, hope what is, is a groin spasm, right? Yeah, is what they said. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah, that can't that feel sounds, good for a while. So probably um, definitely yeah. will start. It's definitely yeah, definitely not comfortable. So anything that would hinder people. me sitting down is not something that I would want to have happen to Imagine, anybody else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not great. Uh, keeping on the wide receiver train here, we saw in that clip that Aaron Rodgers again, not the first time in his career, is ridiculing young wide receivers, saying that they're not running the right routes, saying that they're just not on the same page and he went further on in that clip to say that he's really excited about alan lazard and about sammy watkins who apparently has really picked it up in practice which is this is not a Diggs jersey it's not a Diggs jersey i wear that i wear that loud and proud i know i did just open up the drawer on my desk with the chair though so that's awkward uh i'm not going to be able to nice. turn now so i'm stuck like this I'm have to, I, good thing i got a massage today because i have to turn my neck like this to look at my other screen right now um but you know romeo does Dubs or Dubs, Christian Watson, those young guys, even Amari Rogers, I'm guessing, has lumped into these guys who aren't, you know, running the right routes. I said, Micah, when we did our NFC North preview, I was very low on the Packers. I don't expect them to win that division easily this year. This kind of just adds fuel to that fire of mine, wanting to put money on the Lions to win that division. I can't lie to you. <laughs> And hard knocks too, just getting you juiced up. Because honestly, I'm like part oh, yeah. way through episode two of hard knocks now, and I'm I think the Lions are they're gonna be fourteen and three. That team's ready to roll, like I'm ready to run through a wall. Lions, no, I'm joking, but um, I think Rod. This is nothing that Rodgers hasn't said to the to these guys like at practice, probably too. So I'm not too big of him bringing it out in the media. Like I think it's just I think it's just him being a hard ass, knowing that they they probably do have a long ways to go. Sure. I still think he can make it work, but he's not—he's not gonna do it without leading in the way he, th- he he does it, and that's that's what these types of things is. He's not afraid to go after the young receivers and try to get something out of them, and he'll because one of these guys will show like Rodgers like testing like their I don't know like testing their fortitude, and one of them will show up, and then Rodgers will be his best. That'll be his best friend forever and ever. <laughs> like, Sorry, what, did, what did what did Rodgers do? Did, no, to John Al. Chirping on Twitter, why is Meerkat wearing Broncos color? Baby, I'm wearing Beavers color. What is Beavers? We're not riding. We're not riding. We're not riding, baby. We're Come building. Beavs country. Damn. <laughs> Let's build. 
<laughs> let's build. Beef <laughs> country. Let's, let's build. I need let's Isaiah Hodgins to do that so badly. Uh, but sorry, <laughs> on the Packers receivers, um, Rodgers just loves his guys. Like Randall Cobb is probably going to be like the, <laughs> he's the gonna third get 100 receiver. Targets. He's going to get 100 targets this year. It's going to be absolutely disgusting because I love their young receivers. I, I really like Amari Rodgers last year. Didn't get much of a chance, but had a few chances to look good. And Watson and Dobbs, Dubes, however you say it, both very good. I love them coming out. Obviously, um, they have a lot of talent there, but if Rodgers is in love with them, I mean – they're screwed because it's Aaron Rodgers' world. We're just living in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I the reason I worry so much about him is because I think I went through the target shares with, with with Micah when we did that show, and Devontae Adams was the only one over 100 targets. I'm pretty sure he was the yeah. only one over, like, 80 targets. And in second place was Aaron Jones. So it's it's yeah. going to be pretty tough. It's going to be pretty tough sledding over there for uh, for the Green Bay Packers on the offensive side of the football. But last thing we have, and we will tie this over to the Bills because there is another safety in the AFC that signed an extension. It's Derwin James, four years, $76.5 million, $42 million guaranteed. And there are rumors now that your employer is personally expecting $20 million on his next, uh, his next deal. I don't know if that's verified or anything, or maybe it is. Um, oh no, Micah, I'm gonna miss you, buddy. Um, but he'll if, if jo- he will be, I know he will. He'll come in, he'll come in swooping like Batman exactly when we need him the most. The yeah. hero we need, uh, or the one we deserve, or the one we needed right well, we now. We need it, we want it, and we deserve it. We deserve all the Micah in our life, but do we deserve Jordan Poyer after this year? Because I mean. He's he's a lot older than Derwin James. He's yeah. not going to get that kind of a money and annual value, even on a two-year deal at 31 years old. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. Jordan Poyer is a Buffalo Bill after this season, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we win a Super Bowl this year, and he's like, shit, I'm not leaving this place. Like, I want to play <laughs> on my career here. He, he'll take, you know, you know a, well, Brandon Bean will treat you right, man. You know that. You'll yeah. be treated right, but we'll take care of his don't guys. let somebody getting overpaid. And I'm not saying Derwin James isn't worth every penny. Derwin James is one of my one of my favorite, if not the best, you know, uh, with defensive playmaker in the NFL in the secondary. He's just a yep. super exciting player, and he deserves every penny he's getting. But I don't love that this is raising the cap, you know, the ceiling so much on the safety market because Jordan Poyer is a top tier guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, you said the cap, but that's good branding there. Just snuck that in sure. there. That was impressive. <laughs> I'm a little worried about, about what the safety market could look like. But Derwin James is also – how old is Derwin James? I should have had this pulled up right now. I believe he's like 25 or 4. Yeah, 26. Exactly. 26. That's, that's, that's the a young 26. 26 and 15 yeah. days, according to Pro Football Reference. Happy early birthday, Derwin. I know you're listening. Damn. Of course he is. What a birthday. What a right? what a birthday! I hope I get. I turned twenty six this year. I hope I get forty two million on my birthday. That would be crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the difference for me. Is like that's. I mean, I don't know what the difference is money wise. I still like you said, Meerkat. I think Bean can take care of his guys and get something done, especially if he has another productive year. But he ain't getting this kind of money anyway. No. So I'm not as worried about it from that perspective too. Mm, yeah. Plus, like the the depth that we've built up behind 
Hyde and Poyer, between Damar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, like both of them by next season will be ready to contribute in a full-time role. Um, I'm not going to say that we won't miss Jordan Poyer, but the growing pains without him will not be nearly as bad as some people are making them out to be. Uh, and, you know, if you're just looking at the advanced stats on that Pro Football Reference has between the two, I mean, across the board, every single number between the two is in favor of Derwin James. And so, you know, it's 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 what it is. You're going to lose good players eventually, eventually when you have to sign, especially when you have to sign guys like Ed Oliver and Tremaine Edmonds and Dawson Knox and Gabriel Davis and, you know, all these guys who either are about to get, you know, their second contracts or in need of extensions. It's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Disappointing, sure, but you know we had we had a top three safety tandem in the NFL for 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 long enough. I think it's okay that Poyer moves on as long as if he goes to the Chiefs or some shit like that. Like that's the only thing that'll piss me off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. just don't do that. Don't go ring chasing somewhere else. Uh, uh, don't tell me. Do we, we do have we do have Rachel Bush on Twitter though saying she's gonna spill the beans on everything that's gone on behind the scenes. What are those beans? Do you think? What, what beans is she gonna spill? Probably what? Probably nothing. See, everybody literally nothing. That, yeah, like this, we're talking about Cole Beasley. Probably she's referring to whatever he had to say too and everything. You know yeah. what it sounds like to me? An NFL locker room, bro. You ever seen the show Playmakers? There's so much dramas in that shit. Mm-hmm. There's drama NFL players and dudes getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah, come on. Like, who cares? Of course. Like, they can, any, teams can hate each other and win Super Bowls and teams can love each other and be 2-15. and 15. It ain't, don't matter. No, it don't matter. But I think we know that this team loves each other, especially and yeah. considering the circumstances. And I think this is a good time to say, uh, of course, just like everyone in the Buffalo community and the entire sports football world right now, our thoughts are going out to Dawson Knox and his family. Just the news of losing a younger brother, 22 years old, the FIU family. Uh, you know, it's you know, I, I did retweet from the cap earlier, uh, the punt, I, not punt foundation, but Del Reed. Uh, tweeted out a way that people in Bills Mafia are donating to help out, uh, donating to pediatric cancer research. Um, so head to the cap or go to Del Reed's Twitter uh, if you are looking for some way to get involved and uh, make the loss of uh, Dawson Knox's brother not uh, as such of a bad. Of course, you know it'll take a long time to heal, but you know the way that Bills Mafia comes together and rallies makes these times a little bit easier on those directly involved. So. Um, yeah. Shout out Bills Mafia, and uh, we'll go around the room right now. Uh, shout out, uh, give 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 a little bit of shout to whoever we want. I'm gonna shout uh, Dwayne from Massage Envy on uh, at, at the McKinley location because he did a number on my back earlier, and I feel like mm-hmm. 20 years younger. I feel I like that. I can actually move. Like, oh my god, it was. And, and shout shout out Lauren for for giving me the Massage Envy gift card for Christmas that I finally figured out to schedule an appointment for. Uh, Micah, who's gonna be your shout? out on the show man I, i've had all show to think about this and i don't know what it is you know i I'm didn't even tell meerkat to think about it so. i know meerkat, meerkat's <laughs> gonna be ready Oops. i've got nothing i'm gonna shout out meerkat for providing you with entertainment for this whole afternoon um, that's true and fading and fading our boy captain uh go bears that's all mm-hmm. i'm gonna say but shout out meerkat because i came yeah, out of a I'm meeting and all of a sudden my phone was blown up and it was a pretty good time so <laughs> Bears County. Let's Peterman. 
What's Peter? What's Peter? Man? <laughs> oh Let's my go. god! I Let's love go. it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna shout out Nancy from Tuxedo Junction in the Boulevard Ooh, Mall. Yeah, yeah. Um, good one. Super nice. Helped me get my tuxedo for the show last night, last week. All on time, fit great, look great. I was supposed to return it today. I left it sitting in the studio. Just forgot about it. I'm sorry, Nancy. You're probably watching. I'll, I'll bring it back tomorrow. I promise. I just it's coming. That. Don't worry, Nancy. I just remember that. That's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nancy. I'm, I'm sure Nancy will find it in her fart. In her fart. In her fart. In her fart. <laughs> what? <laughs> Poor Nancy. I need to get out of here. I need to. I need to. I need to run to Wegmans before I say something else too stupid. Shout out fans of Buffalo. Shout out Outlet Liquor. Shout out Nancy from Tuxedo Junction. Shout out Meerkat and Captain's Beef on Twitter over the Parlay Powder. Shout out Dwayne. Shout out everybody for tuning in. For myself, Micah, Meerkat, and all of Trainwreck Sports. We will see you Saturday for the Bills-Broncos pregame show. Let's ride.